<clears throat> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Prez and A-Dub, it's time to bear down. Let's get it, fellas. Shout out to Shay, one of our day one listeners. Thanks for rocking with us. We appreciate you. On today's show, we will be recapping the Bears' victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. A-Dub, I can't say enough about this Bears fan base, brother. This has been an incredible weekend out here in Vegas, and we got the best fans in the fucking world. You are correct. We have the best fans in the world. The love that they have given to us, Perez, throughout this time has been excellent, brother. Dude, not even that. But the way that we represented in that stadium today, we took that shit over. That is not a Las Vegas home game. That was a Chicago Bears home game. We represented for that damn Chicago Bears team today. That was a great, great, great effort by the fans today. Yes, it was. And we were outside just talking to fans as they were walking to the building. How many was coming through for us? It was like nonstop. And everyone was saying, go Bears, Bear Nation, you know. I mean, we was out there. I mean, we took over for sure. And I mean, Matt Nagy even said it too in his presser. He said it gave him chills. He said, when you're coming off the field, and he said he just felt that support. And I'm telling you, man, just being in that building, even on third down, you heard the let's go defense when the Bears on defense. You heard those let's go Bears chants. It was shaking out their whole stadium today. I mean, you looked around, there were so many Justin Fields jerseys, so many Khalil Mack jerseys. I mean, it was incredible, brother. I was just sitting back, and I'm like, God, I love this damn team. That was beautiful, and that was awesome. Those Raider fans were so upset about that because they heard how loud we were. You know what, though? Shit, be better fans. Don't let us buy y'all tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's it. We know what it is down here in Vegas. They want the dollar, right? So that owner of that team, he didn't care that they moved from Oakland and brought them to Vegas because this is the thing. That fan base is from California. So a lot of times their fans have to travel down here to go to the game. So when you're down here in Vegas, let's just be honest. I don't think they got a big fan base down here in Vegas, at least. That's a good point right there, Perez, because you got to think about that loyalty. Who's the loyalty really to, right? You're right, those people from Oakland, those the ones from Cali who come here to watch the team because they know more about the Raiders than from Las Vegas. Yeah, for sure. But listen, enough about them because we took over their stadium today. But I want to give a special shout-out to some of our Bears fans that have been hanging it out with us over the course of the weekend. And I know there's going to be some people that are like, damn, y'all forgot my name, y'all forgot about me. It wasn't intentional. It's been so many of y'all that we met this weekend. <laughs> but Pablo, Cecilia, Rudy, Chip, Andy, Lissette, and Andrew, those are just the ones that, I mean, we were rocking with them, rocking with them. And I know we didn't get a chance to meet up with our boy Johnny Mitch, but I know he was in the building. But, bro, appreciate all of you guys. It was a great time meeting you guys. Bears win the day. We moved to 3-2. and A-Dub, before we get into this game, let's recap our predictions going into this matchup from our preview pod. A-Dub, being the genius that he is, he predicted a Bears dub today. He wasn't worried. He said that the Bears will win 24-21. to 21. He said on a poppy Cairo Santos field goal. But guess what, a <laughs> Didn't need it. Yeah, we wowed them pretty good, man. And um, got to be proud about this team here, this defense, man, how well they played. So you're right, friends. We'll take the W, baby. And so me, on the other hand, A-Dub, I did a little reverse psychology with my pick audience. So I know a lot of people <laughs> was like, I'm disappointed, Perez, that you predicted against the Bears. Well, guess what? I got to be realistic. 
coming in this matchup, I was worried about that running game, but guess what? They showed up and they showed out A-Dub. So listen, I'm going to do some more reverse psychology here in week six. So guess what, audience? If I just keep doing this and we keep getting these dubs, I don't care if they prove me wrong. Keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. Long as we win, baby, that's all that matters. It don't motherfucking matter. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, Adel, let's review some of our keys to victory. Your first key was running the ball effectively, bro. I thought we did pretty good with that. You know, the fact that we didn't have Montgomery, we held it down. I would give that a resounding check, A-Dub. Your second key, the Bears have to score early. You said, hey, we got to get out in front of this team because they're slow starters. Yeah, I thought we did okay with it, Perez. I thought we got to a pretty decent start. It didn't come in the first possession, but it came. Listen, man, they took that 3-0 lead early. Once we got that lead, that defense never let up. And that's the one thing you always highlighted, Perez, that this defense can hold. All right, man, A-Dub, so I'm just going to make it real quick with my keys. The first one, I said hit car early. Now, you guys remember on the preview pod, we had Andy and Mike on the show, and Andy bristled at the fact that, hey, I said, I want us to hit Carr, because we saw in Monday Night Football when David Carr got hit, he was a different quarterback. Well, we saw that shit again today. When he got hit, he was not that same quarterback. That guy's passes were inaccurate. He looked uncomfortable in the pocket. And so I would say, A-Dub, that was a really good key. You're right. Once he got hit, he couldn't take it. You saw a whole different guy out there throwing that football. He looked a little shook out there, and um, those balls were selling. It was off mark. And then my second key, I wanted us to get Justin Fields on the move a little bit. And I thought we did a really good job with that today. And I'm going to tell you one thing. We will get into it a little bit later on in the show. But shout out to number one. That kid right there showed me a lot. He's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he has a lot of heart, man. And um, he don't mind taking some of the punishment. I mean, I know we don't want him taking any punishment, Perez, but he doesn't mind getting that grimy. So you're right. That kid has a lot of heart, and he don't mind getting out there and getting out of it. Hey, he ain't afraid of the smoke. And I'm telling you right there, man, Chicago Bears fans, we are lucky. We are so fortunate because we got one. We got us one right here. Yes, we do. We got us one, baby, for sure. All right, A-Dub, so some storylines that I had heading into week five here. And we talked about this part on the preview pod. I said, this is going to be Khalil Mack's revenge game 2.0. So we know how it worked the first time around in London. Didn't go so well, right? Right. Today's game, Khalil Mack got that revenge, baby. Yes, he did, man. And matter of fact, he played well too, Perez. You're right, man. Salute to Khalil Mack. And what did I see in that preview pod? I told him 52 reasons. He was going to give Derek Carr 52 reasons. He sure the heck did. On top of it now, let's just be honest here, audience. Khalil Mack has six sacks in five games. Now, there was a lot of you guys in this fan base, and I don't mean to be an asshole when I say this, but y'all was saying that Khalil Mack was overrated. A lot of y'all was saying, oh, where's Mack? Where's Mack? Well, guess what? He showed y'all where the fuck he's at. Talk that talk now. There's nothing they can say. All right, A-Dub. I got a couple more little storylines that I have before this game. The next one, the Bears run defense versus Josh Jacobs. Now, you remember in the preview pod, I said, hey, Josh Jacobs ran the ball very well on us in London. And that was that game when he went over the top that Andy made his Walter Payton thing that we was not going for. Don't play right. with us. Don't play with us. Not don't at all. Ever, don't you ever disrespect Walter Payton like that. Nah, anyway. nah, don't do that. No, anyway, anyway, I got that fluid in me, Andy. I swear to God, I still want that smoke. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but Josh Jacobs, I thought our Bears rush defense, I thought we did a pretty solid job, A-Dub, today. Yeah, we did, Perez. Uh, we got the stops on him when we needed to. You're right, we slowed him down, so I'm happy about that. And you know what the interesting part about it was? 
I saw him getting frustrated out there. You could tell because when he was getting those handoffs, there was no lanes. Not at all. It was closing up very fast. <laughs> and somebody was really kind enough while I was walking back to the hotel. Somebody shot me a text and they were like, hey, bro, something that you might be uh, interested to know about. Josh Jacobs in his presser, he spoke about the fact that he said, I watch film sometimes and on plays sometimes. I'm wondering what the hell y'all want me to do. So he's letting you know right there when he's getting that play call coming in, he know he's getting the ball. He's like, I know this shit ain't going to work. Right. Because the thing is, that's respect to our defense. He realized how good that D-line is. These guys are coming, Prez. They coming. So I have to get your take on this. What did you think about the punt return game today? Obviously, Webster, you were not high on him like most of Bears <laughs> fans. <laughs> you, you, actually, you actually went after him in the last show, and I loved it. But they got him up out of here. We made the trade for Jakeem Grant. What did you think about his performance today? You know what? I was pretty much impressed with Grant. I thought he caught the catches they needed to. He wanted to take some risk, you know, which I understand as well. But he shows you that, you know what, he wants the smoke press. He don't mind going out there and catching it and trying to mix some out of it. So I like that aggressiveness out of him. When he caught that one punt in the end zone and came out, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you doing doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but I would say this, man. At least he wasn't afraid because, like, like I said with Webster, that man was afraid. I'm like, Webster, you realize that your, your spot on this team is not guaranteed, bro. You need to be doing more. And you can tell Grant, he must have saw, like, hey, this Webster guy, man, he came here. <laughs> exactly. Because he was like, when I catch this ball, I'm going to show y'all. Like, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm going to get this ball. I'm going to run. Whether I'm in the end zone or not, I'm going to try to make something happen. Well, I mean, okay. I'm just going to put it out there. Webster was with us for four games. Had 13 yards in part return yardage. Jakeem Grant, he, he had two part returns today, from what I remember from the game, 38 yards. See? I mean, come on. That's one game. Exactly. That one game, that shows what we expect out of him going forward. So he's letting us know that, hey, you all can depend on me. I'm not going to be the one out there running for balls that get punted my way and move out the way and let it bounce. I'm going to catch it. Right. That's what we're looking for. And he did, right? Exactly. So... You know, it's just one of those things. And I feel, A-Dub, when I look at this team, and I always talk about special teams, whether it's the kickoff game, whether it's the punt return game. Right. That field position battle is important, especially when you look at our offense right now. If our offense could do just enough, we got that solid defense. That that defense, we know what they could do. If we give them that lead, hey, nine times out of ten, baby, they bringing that W back to us. But that punt return and the kickoff return game, that's going to be very vital going down the stretch, especially with this six-game stretch coming up that I talked about in the preview pod, A-Dub, and I said, this six-game stretch is going to be tough. Yeah, you're right, Perez, because you hit a good point that field position is going to be very important. So you're right. Punt return, kickoff return, they play about a part of that. So if they catch the ball, make some good yards out of it, make some things happen, Perez, could put us in a good situation going forward. Let's look at week five in our division. So at NFC North, we had the Minnesota Vikings. They knocked off the Detroit Lions. Surprise, surprise, the Lions lost again. <laughs> They're now 0-5, dub. The Minnesota Vikings have moved to 2-3. And, and then those damn Green Bay Packers, they pulled off a win today. I was hoping that the Bengals was going to get that field goal. But listen, this was a game, and they showed the highlights when we were at the stadium today, A-Dub. Those kickers, man, they, they just love that fucking um, upright. I'm like, they both was hitting that shit. <laughs> right, right. At the same time. Mason Crosby finally hit the game winner for the Packers, and the Packers still are in first place, 4-1, and one, 
and we got them coming to the crib next weekend, A Dub. Yeah, man, that's gonna be a big game, you know, for us. You know, they they turned it around after they first lost. So we're looking to try to put another one on their record. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Can't wait till we do our preview pod this week, my guy. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to that. All right, man. Well, let's get into some of these inactors before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. So, A-Dub, going into this ball game, we figured that Hakeem Hicks would not play. He didn't play today. Nick Foles right. was inactive. Rashad Perryman was inactive. Iggy was inactive. And then the tight ends Jesse James and J.P. Holtz were inactive. However, Jesper Horstead was active today for the first game this season. And what did he do? He promptly got a touchdown. And might I add a dub? It was Justin Fields' first throwing touchdown. Yes, sir. Big touchdown. We need those points. But, man, I'm happy for both of them. Justin Fields getting that on target. And then Horstead showing us that, hey, I still got some magic left in me. Listen, I don't think it was never a, a, a thing of him not having the magic. It's just, you know, when you when you go find the time to get a guy like that on, on, the, uh, on the roster because they have right. so many tight ends. But, however... That's a guy that made the best of his opportunity, just like he did in preseason when he had those three touchdowns. And I'm telling you, Nagy, it may be tough for you to keep this guy inactive because when he's getting opportunities, he's converting out there because he snagged that pass, and that was a dart by Justin Fields in that game. It was a dart, and it was in the red zone, Perez. You and I talked about tight ends in the red zone, what they've done over the course of last year up until this year. And now to see Horst to get a touchdown, like, hey, we got some movement going on here. So you're right. It's going to be hard and tough for uh, Maggie and Nicole when it comes down to making decisions for tight end. But I would love to see him get more time out there. Now, you heard me um, on the uh, preview pod when I said this was going to be a Jimmy Graham game. Yeah. I was wrong. I mean – where was Jimmy Graham today? I mean, he had an incredible block out there today, an incredible block. However, they did not target him in the passing game, and this man's got one catch for 11 yards on the season, A-Dub. What is going on with these tight ends, bro? You and I talked about it a little bit of it. It's the fact they have not been involved in the offense that much. And matter of fact, we have not gotten a, a ton of passing yards like that, you know, for guys to be successful. So we're just taking advantage of what we can do at times, you know, and scoring we need to. And so far it's working out thus far. But you're right, we'll love to see our tight ends get more and more involved. Yeah, we'll see. But I hope that's an area that Bill Lazor and company definitely look to incorporate, especially with this tough stretch of games coming up, A-Dub. Yeah. It's going to be very, very vital for us. I totally agree with you because we're going to need that group there, man, uh, that core to make some things happen. Well, man, let's get into this episode. Let's let's talk about this game because this was a hard-fought victory today. This is one of those games that, as a Bears fan, I was proud of. Our defense grinded it out. Offense, they did what they had to do out there. I was so proud of them. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Again, I mentioned it earlier. Justin Fields, he's tough, man. He took so many hits. You see him, he left the game. At one point in the game, they said he took a shot to the ribs. Then they said another part, he had hyper and extension of his knee, but he was back out there. A-Dub, I just wanted to get your thoughts on Justin Fields and what you saw from him today. Man, he has a lot of heart, a lot of grit in him, man. And this guy, man, will fight through to the end. He will go down with the ship if he needs to. He don't quit, man. He does not quit. He has this DNA that says, you know what? Next play mentality, I'm going back out there. You know what? If I can walk, I'm going back out there. If I can run, I'm going back out there. So that kid, man, shows us a whole lot for us. He, he comes with it, man, no matter what. And that's the stuff that we saw in college with him, right? We saw that on tape. We saw him take some nasty hits, especially in that BCS game against Clemson. He was getting teed off on. But what did he do? He comes right back in the game. So to your point, the guy shows you there's no quit in him. He's going to be out there for his team. And I'm telling you, 
you know that defense loves the hell out of him. I saw those people going up to him after on the sideline, checking on him. I saw them tapping him on his helmet. He's got the respect of those guys, and he's a rookie in this league. They respect him because they know this kid's got what it takes. They see the punishment he's taking. What that does for you as a defense or even as an offense, you're like, you know what? He can do all that, take all that punishment, come back out there. I'm going to go through a brick wall for this kid. I'm going to break my all. I'm going to go for the next play. I'm not going to be crying around, crying about things that's not going my way. I'm going to go and show what I can do, you know, just because this kid pretty much is still letting me for how he's playing. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. This offers for new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. Let's get to it here. Hey, Doug, what was your here comes the boom moment? Audience, we got another here comes the boom moment. <laughs> My here comes the boom moment pretty much came, man. When I saw uh, Damian Williams rush that ball in there for a touchdown, I was so happy for him because I'm like, you know what? We're getting some good rushing yards without Montgomery. So I was proud of Damian Williams for getting that touchdown. And that was a nice run, too. That was a good one, hey, Doug. Mine, it came when DeAndre Houston Carson picked off Derek Carr. When that happened, I thought that play not only set the tone for the game, but that's when I knew it was a wrap for the Raiders because that Bears crowd, and I'm going to tell you, that Bears home (laughs) crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. We got fired up because in that moment, when he threw that pick, Derek Carr was not the same anymore. Like I said earlier, his passes were off. His receivers weren't doing him any favors because they were dropping passes. <laughs> Edwards, true. I don't know what the hell was going on with him. He dropped a damn pass. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? You was open, too. Man, hey, look, Chris, they done it to themselves on that part. But you're right, man. The interception came at a key moment. And you're right. Carr did not look the same after that. It seems like he had a – it was a new car out there. It's like he was shook out there. No, he was. And I'm telling you, that crowd, he probably was sitting there like, what the hell? I thought we was at home. <laughs> right. Couldn't get no energy from his team at all. I mean, the crowd did not give him no energy at all. No, shit, they didn't have a chance. When I looked around, I'm not kidding here, A-Dub. I think that was like 60-40 Bears to Raiders fans. <laughs> yeah, it, I'll tell you, Bears Nation took a lot, of, a lot out of them, too, because we were, like, so cheering our team on, Perez. That meant God to them mentally. I would agree with you because that's when I knew the Raiders were in trouble today. It's just when that Bears fan base got involved out there, and when those let's go Bears chants started kicking off and on third down when we were let's go defense, I thought they were cooked because we took over that stadium. I'm not even yeah. going to lie to you. 
Yes, sir. I'm with you there, Perez. Because they all, I mean, even their own fan base looking at us like, wow, you all here are loaded. <laughs> you all came to play no games. You are involved in the game. And that's what you love about Bears Nation. Hey, listen, man. I know Bears Twitter can be a little toxic sometimes, but I'm telling you one thing. I love all of y'all. I love this fan base. And just days like today, A-Dub, just makes me proud. Seeing how we travel. Seeing how every time one of us saw each other in our Bears gear and our Bears jerseys, we gave the fist pump. We gave the acknowledgement of each other. I love that, man. I really do. Yeah, I love that too, Perez. Especially when they were walking out after we won the game, how they were fist bumping you every time they came by. And then I got in with you, show some love as well. I mean, they were coming in packs doing that to us, man. So it was all love, man. I love to see Man, I'm telling you, I, we met so many Bears fans this weekend. It's funny, man. I felt like, you know, you know how those people that are, you know, shaking hands and, and kissing babies, man, that's how I felt. I'm like, every time we turned around, it was somebody, oh, you from Chicago? Oh, man, you the Bears? Oh, man, you came down for the game? Yep. And I'm like, and we podcast. How about that? Yes, sir. <laughs> and we and, podcast. <laughs> and they did, right. you saw me over there. I was like, huh, make sure you follow this on your platform of choice. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely was over there working, brother. <laughs> My man. <laughs> All right, A-Dub. So when you looked at this ball game today, what did you like about the game plan on offense, bro? I realized they didn't want to make Justin Fields do too much. So I like the fact that we did stand with the stick with the running game. I thought that was important because we were making some things happening in the running game, but definitely sticking with it was a key factor. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's important. I mean, you have a rookie quarterback. You and I talk about this all the time. We don't want to put too much on the kid, right? At right. the same time, we also know, hey, he's ready, but we want to keep things at least simplified, run the football, take pressure off of him and then let that defense do what they do best. But I will say this, Justin didn't have to do too much today. Now, that Lions game, he was really impressive in my opinion. And I thought today's I game, he was solid. The toughness is the part about Justin Fields' game today that I'm going to remember about this victory today. Because like I said, he took that shot to the ribs. And when he went to the sideline, A-Dub, I looked at you, I said, man, I said, I hope he can get back out there. And what happened? A couple plays later, he was right back out there on that same drive, bro. Man, that's what I love the most. When he came back out there, Perez, I know Aiden Dalton came in, got a few plays in, but when he came back, man, that was that was love. I said, you know what? This kid's showing us that, hey, you know what? It's my time. I'm ready. I can fight. I'm ready to go. And you know what, Aiden? This is why I don't put such a premium on stats. Because when you look at the stats of this game, when you look at Justin Fields' numbers, he didn't light it up on the stat sheet. But we got what mattered the most, and it was the W. And you can't put a stat out there for someone's toughness, their grit, and somebody that wants it. This is a kid that wants it. He wants to win. He wants to be great. And that's the stuff that stats don't show. That doesn't tell the whole story anyway, in my opinion. I agree. He stayed composed. When the tough got going, he fucking buckled down and made it happen out there, bro. Yeah, he made some key plays. He did not shy away from impress. He did not shy away from the pressure that came his way. He was ready for it, you know? And when it came his way, he made some things happen when he needed to. And, A-Dub, the kid takes care of the football. Now, we've talked about in previous episodes where he has had fumbles. He's always the one that goes back there and recovers that fumble, but he does not turn over the football, brother. Let's not forget about the fact in that fourth quarter, he iced the football game because that man, he threw some dime balls to close that game out. He actually did, Perez. Those are some big key plays right there. But that's the one thing you like about him, Perez. You had a good point. He's not really turning the football over like that, you know? When he throw the ball, he's pretty much accurate for the most part. So you got to appreciate a guy like that who can take punishment and still able to make good throws, Perez, after taking punishment. 
Dude, absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Now, what do we talk about in the preview pod? We talked about the fact that this Bears offense has to go through the running game. With David Montgomery being out, we said, okay, Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert, you guys are up next. Your key about running the ball effectively was spot on because today we ran that ball hard. The offensive line did what they had to do. Hey, Doug, when I look at this, when David Montgomery comes back, I got a feeling that between him and Khalil Herbert, we're going to have one of the top one-two running back duos in the league, whether it's this season or next season. But I really love the way that we ran that ball today, bro. Khalil Herbert has a bright future because he looked good today, too. And uh, like you just said, with him and Montgomery, that's a nice dual attack, man. I love both of them. And shout out to Bill Lazor because we struggled under, you know, and I, I'm not going to pick on Nagy because I'm in such a good mood about this win. But <laughs> we struggled to find a rhythm on offense. He's always struggled to find that identity. We got our fucking identity, and we definitely have found our rhythm, eh, Doug? And we were able to put some points on the board for us, even through struggling. Think about yeah. that, though. We didn't have no great game offensively, but we made the plays we need to make. And like you said, shout out to Bill Lazor for doing that. Well, and that's my thing. He found an identity. Yep. Run the fucking football. Be physical. And this defense under Sean Desai is reminding people that this Bears defense, don't forget about them. You know, a lot of people under Fangio, they thought that this defense was done, it was over with. Nah, Desai is showing you he knows what it takes to get this shit done. Salute to him, because he's actually helped turn his defense around based upon how we looked last year, late in the season. But yeah, he's actually doing making the best of this unit here. He got my boy Quinn to play well. I mean, he's just making a good impact defensively, you know, what we're doing here. So, got to salute the coach for that. This Bears defense is the reason why we won today. I mean, and this has pretty much been the, the theme under Matt Nagy's, you know, time here. And also, if you look at it, you could talk about it probably under the Lovey Smith era. Defense wins the games for us here in Chicago. And I'm going to tell you this. They allowed only three points through the first 51 minutes of this ball game. This Raiders offense, and we talked about it, A-Dub, this is a high-powered offense. Uh, yeah. Carr, he was leading the league at passing yards, but we held this offense to nine points. Nine points, ladies and gentlemen. And the other thing with that, you saw those wide receivers for um, the Raiders, they didn't do a great job. You know what I'm saying? They were held in check for the most of this part of this game. So you're right. So only nine points that we only gave up overall, that's fantastic. Shit, now only there's some receivers. Darren Waller, they're all pro tight end. We did a good job of neutralizing him. Yep. <laughs> what did they say on the preview pod when I brought his name up and I said, I want us to follow that same game plan? And what, what did Andy say? We got to trade for Derwin James. No, we don't need no Derwin James, my guy. We did a great damn job of shutting down Darren Waller in this ball game. Now, A-Dub, I talked earlier about Khalil Mack having that revenge game. This man, another sack. That two-point conversion, he had a sack there. And he was harassing Derek Carr all day and home. Yes, he was, praise. But you know one play that I was really impressed by with Demondo, with Mac, was that fourth and one, you know? When we stopped him on fourth and one, I was like, Khalil Mac, that's what I'm talking about, baby. You got it going on today. Yeah, and he came down the line to make that play, A-Dub. That was a great call-out because that showed you right there he didn't quit on that play. Not at all. It's a big tackle, and hey, we got that ball back. That was a big-time play. Big-time play, man. And what do I always say, A-Dub? Big-time players make big-time plays. And that's what Khalil Mack did. Listen, I'm so happy that Gruden was involved with getting Khalil Mack traded here to Chicago. I am so thankful for him because, brother, 
I love 52 being on this side of the house. Well, I'll say this here. The racists are not too happy with Gruden, but you're right. We are happy to have... <laughs> And you, I'm with you there, brother. We we happen to have uh, Khalil back on this squad, so we've been blessed with him. And dude, he's been dealing with nagging injuries all season, and he is still goes out there on game day. What I always say, the guy's a gamer. You know, when Sunday comes around, he's gonna strap him up and go out there and play and represent for his team. And the guy is producing. And I'm gonna tell you this, a dub. This is gonna be a 15 sack season for uh, Khalil Mack this year. Hey, look, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. It looks promising and. He looks like a different Khalil Mack than last year. He looks even better this year than he did last year. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's a combination of things. We talked about it before. Robert Quinn stepping up on the other side is helping him out a little bit. But I Agreed. think Khalil Mack was playing with injuries a lot last season. I think he was hurt. And I think that even though he's got these nagging injuries, I still think that he's still healthy enough. But these teams can't double and triple team him when other guys on that line are making plays. And that's a key factor right there. With Quinn stepping his game up, you can't triple team Matt. Now you got to put one guy on him, maybe one and a half, and Matt can fight through that. All right, A-Dub, let's give out some game balls. First one, offense. Who's getting your game ball? Offense getting my game ball? I want to go with Damian Williams. I'm going to go with him this okay. time. Okay, okay. Damian Williams ran the ball effectively pressed. He got the yards we needed him to get. He got the touchdown we needed him to get. And he became impactful out there. Hey, A-Dub, that's a good one because – that's to the key that you made earlier, running the football effectively. Damian Williams was a big part of that. My game ball goes to Khalil Herbert, so I took the mm. second piece of that. <laughs> you know why I gave him my game ball? Because late in the game, A-Dub, he took over down the stretch. So Damian Williams started everything, but Khalil Herbert ran that clock down. He was running downhill. He was running hard. That kid's got some really great vision. And what did I tell you in training camp about him? He's somebody that I wouldn't want to try to tackle. The kid runs hard, man. And I'm telling you, this kid right here is going to be awesome, dude. I was so excited to see what he was able to do today. And in the preview pod, when Andy and Michael was asking, hey, how do you guys feel about David Montgomery being out? I said, listen, David Montgomery is David Montgomery. You don't replace a David Montgomery. However, I think we're built better this season for an absence of David Montgomery than we were last season. Because at least we have backups of Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert to pick up the slack. Yeah, Prez, we are loaded in the backfield. I mean, we saw what Khalil Herbert was doing. I know it's preseason. People were like, oh, it's preseason. But he was showing us some good signs then, Prez, when he was rushing the ball. So just seeing him now carry that over in the season like this and come to produce the way he did today, that's excellent, man. That's good to see growth. And I'm telling you, like you were saying, man, this kid has a bright future. And I got to give a special shout out to Cairo Santos. We don't give you <laughs> enough love on this podcast, man. We appreciate you. It is a beautiful thing to have a kicker that you don't have to worry about. We have spent so much time as Bears fans since Robbie got let go worrying about the kicker position. Cairo, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because this man right here is cold as ice. 34 straight field goals, A-Dub, dating back to last season. Man, that's this that that's that's excellent, Press. That's great to hear. That's great to see. I mean, he's been making that shit look easy. And even seeing him kick the walls today, I'm like, man, it just feels so good to not have to worry about that, like you were saying, Press. And the fact that he's been doing it the way he's been doing it, I mean, he's been money. He's been an underdog, Press. And he's came out on top. So salute to Santos. He's earned it. And we're lucky that he's here. We love you, brother. We love you. All right, A-Dub. Defensive game ball. Talk to him. 
Easy for me to pick this guy. Khalil Mack. Let's go. Gets the Let's game go. For me. Let's go. Khalil Mack came out there and said, you know what? I'm, hey, I'm over here with the playing against the Raiders, my former team. Look, they're not going to get the best of me today. It's not going to happen. I'm bringing my A game. I'm going to impact this game. I'm going to make a big difference. He was a huge difference maker for the Bears today. Hey, Dub, I can't even fucking say nothing about that. That was a great one because, dude, <laughs> he did everything. Like you said, that four-for-one play, huge. The sack, the two-point conversion play that he blew up. I mean, bro, he did it all. So that's a hell of a game ball choice. Me, I'm giving my game ball to DeAndre Houston Carson. Woo! That pick, bro, man, man, man. We was too close to the, to the field, man. I was, I was like a second <laughs> from running my ass down to that damn. I was so excited on that play. I was like, my Lord, that was a good play. And one thing I want to say, listeners, Eddie Jackson, he better be careful because if he keeps doing the shit that he did in this game today, you might see DAC starting to get some of his snaps because this guy in limited playing time makes plays. I talked to you guys about this last season about DAC. I said, this guy right here is a super sub along with Deion Bush. These guys don't get a lot of playing time, but when they get out there, boy, they make it count. And you got number four out there doing number four things. So I gave mine to DeAndre Houston Carson because like I said earlier, I thought that was a key moment in the ball game when he made that pick, eh, Doug? It was a key moment. And I'm glad you're showing DHLC some love here, Perez, because you're right. In this limited time frame, he has been playing pretty well. And the fact that he's shown us the quickness to the ball press, he's seen it very well. He's getting a good jump. That's what you like to see about that. Like you said about Eddie Jackson right now, hey, DHC, on you. He's coming, man. He wants to play more. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into Eddie. Well, who'd you have to be <laughs> underperformer? Who's your bear down underperformer for week five, eh, Doug? My underperformer for week five was Fetty. I thought Fetty yeah. didn't play that well today. I thought he had the penalties. He didn't look as sharp. Didn't quite feel like he was ready for this game here. And he didn't show me a whole hell of a lot. So for me, I'm like, man, guy, you got to show some good signs, man. It's a couple weeks in a row where you have not been effective like that. And he left the game with injury, too. It is what it is, man. I mean, I hope he gets well, right? But when he comes back to play again, I want him to come back and bring his A game, you know? Yeah, you know, we can't have the mental uh, lapses, right? That's very important. You know, we can't have the false starts. You got to be able to hold your blocks. Got to protect the quarterback. So I agree because our offensive line has been brutal because I've had some people hitting me up saying, what is Tevin Jenkins coming back? And I'm like, listen, if I were y'all, I wouldn't be thinking about Tevin Jenkins. I'm like, I, I haven't heard nothing about him coming back. So I think we're just, we have to do with what we have right here on this team for right now. That's it right there. We'll worry about the ones who are able to play. Yes, sir. All right, A-Dub, my underperformer for week five is Mario Edwards Jr. <laughs> you saw me in the game. I lost my shit on him. Yes, you did. <laughs> I seen it. Listen, we all know Hakeem Hicks being out, this guy is the engine that fucking gets this defense started. We know Khalil Mack is a bad motherfucker, but I still say the 9-6 is that guy that just keeps things going. So with him being out of the game today, we need a Mario Elvis Jr. to step up. Now, the defense did play well as a whole, so I'm not going to trip there. Right. Mario Elvis Jr., he basically made his name could call for all the wrong reasons. Two unsportsmanlike penalties, bro. Really? And, and the one that he had, that shit caused the Raiders to get that touchdown because if he didn't do that stupid shit, they would have been off the field. It probably would have been a field goal. That is true, Prez. 
I was so upset with them. Like, come on, man. You cannot lose your head like that. You know, this is a whole new season, man. Got to play better than this year, you know? Those are the kind of plays that come back to hurt you. And it did, Press. It came back to bite us in the butt when he lost his mind. This is the thing, bro. I know he was fired up because he was playing his old team. Take a page from 52. Play within the lines. Play within the whistle. Do what you need to do. But that bullshit, bro, man, knock that shit off, man. Yeah, slinging guys around, man, unnecessarily. Man, that's not worth it. Come on, man. We trying to run a football game. Keep your mind in the game, man. Keep your head in the game. Yes, sir. And I'm going to say this, too. I know earlier I said I won't go say that about Eddie Jackson. I lied. Listen, that fucking <laughs> encroachment penalty that he had when he was trying to blitz in the second half, I swear to God, man, I was so pissed off when he did that shit. I'm like, what is going on with him? What is going on? And sometimes the plays he does out there, you're like, come on, dude. Come on, Eddie. Not you. Come on, man. You should know better. But we're still going through this motion with him where you're making these Bad plays, Perez. And it's unfortunate to see a guy like him who's been a pro bowler and all this stuff, and he's making these kind of plays. Now, I'm going to say this. He actually has some clutch tackles in this game, bro. But coverage. Shit still looks fucking terrible when he's involved. <laughs> right? It does. <laughs> Giving up these big-time plays. Ruggs was open quite a bit. And then Edwards on that play where he was wide open. If David Carr would have threw a damn decent ball, that would have been a touchdown. Yeah, and they would have went on Eddie to me, you and I. You're right. We're like, Eddie, come on, man. You can't let this stuff happen. And we're not talking about the rookies or the second-year players on this team making mistakes. We're talking about a guy who's been around for a while, Perez, making these kind of mistakes. That's tough to see. Yeah, we're talking about the all-pro. What the, well, shit, the former highest-paid safety in the game. We're talking <laughs> about that guy. Right. Eddie, please, for the love of God, please, man. Come on, bro. Damn. This is Play better. Play better, please. Damn. All right, A-Dub. So as we look ahead to week six, we got the Packers coming into Soldier Field. When I look at this, I said, man, our defense today lights out. They've been great. And I think that we're going to need them and then some against Green Bay because you got Aaron Rodgers and that high-powered offense coming in here. So when I look at this matchup, I say, what are the big things that we need? We need that pass rush to continue to play the way that they're playing right now, they're going to have to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers because you know Aaron Rodgers, he gets the ball out quick. He does. He's got some really good weapons there. But another thing that we have to do on both sides of the ball, we got to cut down on the penalties, eh, Doug? Yes, that's going to be key. I mean, we had about eight of them today, right? Eight yeah. penalties, and that's too many, way too many to me, you know? So those does come back to hurt you and bite you, especially against Green Bay. Because like you said, when you play a team like that, you do not get, want to give them second-chance opportunities. We did it today with that unsportsmanlike penalty by Mario Evans Jr., and you saw the Raiders cashed in on that. We right. cannot afford for that shit to happen against the Packers. When you get a chance on third down to get Rodgers off the field, you take advantage of that opportunity. Exactly. This is not a wrestling match. This is a game we're trying to win. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got time for that shit. Another thing, though, when I look at it, our secondary going against Rodgers. We're going to really have to tighten things up. That's why also why I hope that our pass rush is still going to be able to get home like they've been able to do the last couple of weeks because that's taking pressure off the secondary. We haven't heard Vildor's name coming up as much. Duke Shelley's name coming up as much. That's because these quarterbacks don't have a lot of time. You saw Derek Carr out there today. Right. Yep. He wasn't comfortable. Those passes <laughs> were selling on him. Right. He had to speed up too, right, to make a quick play. And it's like, look, they're not there. They're not open. We're there. So it didn't look that good for him. Yes, sir, man. But I will tell you this, man. I want whatever Bill Lazor cooked up this week, I want a double dose of that against the Packers. Run that ball early and often. 
Damian Williams, Khalil Herbert, pound that football. Get Justin Fields on the move. I want to see some shots to A-Rob. I want to see some shots to Darnell Mooney. I want A-Dub on our next show to hit us with a money move. We didn't get one of those today from him. You know why? Because he got bottled up in this game. But it's okay. Because we six, we're going to hear it, a money move from A-Dub. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I see it coming too, friends. Money move! The bank going to be open, baby. <laughs> My man. Well, all right, A-Dub. So listen, we're three and two. Second place in the NFC North. Man, I'm telling you, that's pretty huge. Got the Packers coming in here. They're 4-1. Now, the Packers just barely won today. They escaped with that overtime win today. I told you guys, audience, about those field goal kickers. They were just passing the buck on who wanted to fucking hit that upright today. Now, we're going to have to have a really, really good stout effort on defense like we did today. Correct. And we're going to have to get a little bit more on offense because today's game, we didn't have to do too much on offense. We kept it simple, and we were able to get that W. We're going to do a little bit more next week against Green Bay. But I'll tell you one thing. I want to beat this team so bad, bro. It has been years since we beat Green Bay. I think it's been, it goes back to like 2018. Yeah, I want us to beat them. I want to beat their fucking asses, dude. I'm with you there, Perez. And think about this here with Justin Fields. Getting his first dose of going against you know Aaron Rodgers. I think he wants to win too. <laughs> I really do, Prince. I think he wants this W to start off his career like this, you know? Um, you know, with the fact that this is his first season playing, he wants to get that win, man. And I think it'll be a good start against Green Bay for him. Yes, sir. And like you said, if, if we know anything about Justin Fields, man, he ain't ducking no smoke. The kid's a competitor, and he's gonna be ready for the challenge. And I can't wait. I can't wait for that game on Sunday, boy. I cannot wait. <laughs> hey, it's going to be an exciting game. And I think our boys will be ready, Press. We'll be ready. That's right. So, Bears Nation, let's enjoy this victory tonight. We got a tough victory. We also got an even tougher stretch coming up here. We got this six-game stretch of tough opponents. We're going to take it a game at a time, A-Dub. But listen, got this one tonight. We'll worry about Green Bay in a couple days. But I'm going to enjoy and savor this victory, baby. Yes, sir. I'm going to enjoy this here. You know, we got all the momentum right now. Yes, sir. Audience, as always, we appreciate the continued support of our show and of what we do here with this podcast. We definitely appreciate it. Without you guys, we would not be possible. We will talk to y'all on Wednesday. For now, A-Dub and I are about to hit up this trip. Yes, sir. Let's get out there. Let's go. We out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Bears Nation, tumble down with us. <laughs>